With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to episode... 65. 64, you were so close. Oh, so close. So close. Uh, To Wrong End of the Stick podcast with me, Zach Eaton, and Skiffer, Jonathan Nimmo. Hello. And, well, a bit of a somber mood. (laughs) It's not not the party atmosphere we were hoping for (laughs) partway through this this series. But, um, I mean, for me, it wasn't unexpected. I know you uh, had other ideas, but. Um, well, well, I think we'll we'll get into a little bit. I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. We'll we'll talk a bit about the, the cricket that's been played, mostly in India so far. Although there's been a lot of other amazing cricket that has been played around the world. There's been some really interesting series going on, but we're just not going to touch on that today. We might have a bit of a world cricket roundup maybe next week or so, because um, there's been some really good tests going on. But for the England India ones. Yeah, we'll have a quick catch-up about what's been going on and what's potentially been going wrong for England. Mm. Um, what else have we got on the agenda? We're going to talk about the 100. Going to talk about the 100, some so, new signings. New signings, some... new squads, and, and, you know, a bit of sort of excitement starting to build, possibly. Towards that. Just some movement, some stirring of the old... Uh... Well, I, I, it's great to see this kind of news out and about, actually. It gets us back in the mood and, and thinking forward ahead for when times are a bit more normal. We can yeah, there again. Exactly. And of course, we will have um, our new-ish feature. It's not that new anymore, is it? But our new-ish okay. feature uh, of The Empire Strikes Back, which I'm still really enjoying that. So, yeah. Let us know if you're enjoying it. Let's send us a, a tweet to tell us you're enjoying it at uh, Wrong End Podcast on Twitter. That'll be nice. Mm. And if you're not enjoying it, don't send anything. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Just... <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Just if you're not enjoying it, the best thing to do to let us know that is to go on to wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a five star review. At that yeah, point, we will, we will know you don't like it and we'll we'll scrap that feature. So, yeah. Yeah. Go and do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. Right. Shall we? Shall we? We have to do it. Something to have. You know, keep ourselves amused, don't we? In, in these So, England, India. Since we last recorded, there have been three tests played. Although the last one, you could have been forgiven for blinking and missing it. It's like the shortest test that England have played in like a hundred years or something. Um, so it started well for England. England did well in the first one. 
They won the toss. Yep. Joe Root bad for like days, and England got the win. It, it started to go a, a bit wrong after that, um, and there's been a number of debates. So the second test, the pitch was the main debate, and it, it kind of was okay for a bit, and then it, it kind of fell apart, and England quite traditionally kind of fell apart. Um, and it was a big win for India. So India won by 317 runs in that one. Um, and then we came into the, well, it was the day-night test, and it was a bit of a debacle. Really. It, it was yeah. over and done within two days. Like The pitch was horrific, and I don't think that's really in question. I think what has been questioned is whether that was really to blame for England losing. So England England got 112 and then 81 Whereas India got 145, and then they they knocked off the last 49 runs with without losing a wicket. But kind of the game had kind of gone by that point, um, and the pitch was not in a good state whatsoever. But England were also not in a good state whatsoever, um, and I think there's been a fair amount of blaming the pitch. But I don't know if that's totally fair. So I think we need to get into that a little bit because, but. The fact is, a two-day test is awful. Nobody wants to see that. Everyone wants, you know, I was planning my weekend around, well, I've got two days of solid cricket watching, and yeah, that just disappeared as it was over and done with. But um, yeah, Spinner's taking almost all the wickets on that one. I think one Indian pace bowler took a wicket, but and of the India um, innings, Joe Root took five wickets. He took five for eight. And when Joe Root can take five for eight, you know there's something not quite right with the pitch. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be getting a five for as a as a test bowler. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Where 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 well where are we at? And more importantly for England, where do we go from here? Well, I think there's so many outside of just the game and root squad and issues and questions about selection and um, about the pitch and about the umpires and about the questionable stuff. I think it, it does some of the things and, and, and bits and pieces that are floating around is that it, it really is the batting. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, the reliance on Joe Root and as you say, to be on, on a pitch like that, for him to be taking those kind of, we've just been we've just been exposed. I think a bit here. Yeah. I don't think we we were really prepared. I don't think that. It, I don't think the squad and the and, and the team that were that were out there are the were ready or even the right people there to be doing the job that was that was out there. And we could say, oh well, conditions this and you know, the umpires were favouring some of the decisions were favouring the home team, that's fine. But it is about what the team can do to adapt and, mm. and what they can do to get back from that. And have England done that in this scenario? Yeah. I yeah, so. and I think that's that's a fair point really. And I think that's I think there are there are issues around selection and rotation and England's policy on that. But I think there should be no debate that this this was what we feared this is what mm. i talked about in our, our yeah. preview pod was england batting collapses and it's what we talked about when we were um on the armchair cricket pod um you know this these are the the things that we saw coming we saw that this was a possibility yeah. and the fact that england haven't been able to adapt 
to the situation. Yeah. I actually think that the pitched a bit is is an interesting one because I think what that has done is actually damaged India more than England. I think England would have lost these last two tests even if it was a, a quote unquote yeah. normal test pitch if it wasn't this you know ridiculous thing that that turned mm. you know round corners after you know five minutes of, of play on it and didn't disintegrate you know instantly. Yeah. India would have still won and probably won comfortably. Um, and we wouldn't be having this debate about, oh, is it the pitcher's fault? Is it, yeah, yeah. We'd be having the debate about, well, how good are this India team? And they've kind of undermined them, their own victory on that point. So I think Absol- that was, I think that was a, an error in their, in their judgment. I really do. Absolutely. And I think it, go, it goes back to another thing that you've mentioned before in one of our previous episodes about England's lack of spin in, on the side. Mm, yeah. And, you know, our batting lineup, I mean, we've got some great potential there. They're not ready yet. And England's batting has been definitely exposed in this, uh, in the last couple of tests. And their ability to adapt and change isn't there. And they either it's a mixture of experience, selection, all of those things. That's definitely an issue that I think needs to be addressed. But I think another thing that, you know, as I say, you've mentioned is, is the lack of spin. And, you know, you've got, You've got Leach and and you've got some some of the other guys in there, you know, guest appearances almost that are just kind of there for when these situations are, you know, for for for, for global games and not we don't have a core set of spinners that we can use to sort of no. match we, up and we don't and yeah. and Bess and Leach have at various times taken wickets and bowled well not necessarily at the same time best seems to have taken wickets when he's bowled badly and then bowled well and not got wickets which is weird but um so people just have that um but they've not been world-class spinners either of them and and when those are the players that we're relying on that's that is an issue um when you're playing in india it just it just is we again it's it's another weakness that we we saw coming prior to the series so I think England have been exposed in the way that we kind of expected them to be exposed. Yep. The thing that I have really not liked from this England team has been their reaction. Like, mm. I went there expecting a 4-0 loss. So I'm not terribly surprised that they're 2-1 down. I'm actually surprised they got their 1. But the nature, the body language, particularly in that last test, was not good it was really negative there were complaints to the umpires about you know decisions and yes there were definitely questionable decisions throughout the last couple of tests really um but you use that you fire yourselves up internally and be like right we're going to show them we're going to use this and it's it's us against the world kind of you know we're going to galvanize ourselves and really you know and they didn't do that. They they had that expression of oh well, this is we're just fighting a losing battle here. What's the point? Mm. And that's that's a, that's a really worrying sign to have seen um, from the team. Really, that that's a bit that worries me more than anything. It it, it didn't galvanise them into oh we're going to fight even harder then. Mm. It it seemed to just push them into oh well, what's the point? And that's and that's it's interesting because that's it's a situation that people will be in, in sort of amateur cricket all the time. You know, it's it's this it's the similar sort of psychology, obviously on a different talent level, that, you know, people will face. And I think it is interesting how teams react to that. And yeah, you need the leaders in the dressing room to really pull you through and, and yeah. galvanise the rest of the team. And I'm just not sure we've seen that. Which is a bit of a concern for me. 
I think there's other things as well. I, I know it's, I'm not making excuses for England at all, but just looking at, we knew that it was a difficult kind of set of uh, restrictions, whether that's travel wise and how that would impact on the morale of the team and, you know, traveling <laughs> overseas in India, the conditions aren't in your favor having to adhere to COVID bubbles and stuff, I'm sure that would have had an impact on morale and possibly training and things that the team would usually do. But I think you're right. And I think in addition to that, I think there really needs to be, um, you know, a focus on sort of this, this, yes, the conditions are going to be different in India and suited to spin. What have you got up your sleeve for those situations? Do we have, you know, stop rotating the, 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 the batsmen. It's the bowlers that need rotating. And when you look to our bowling lineup, there isn't much spin. Yeah. And the batsmen don't know how to play against it. And that's what's been made apparent in these in these last couple of tests. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've seen it being done in the past, but they there is something that really needs to kind of be ship-shaped ready for for this year when when stuff gets back to normality because Mm. there won't be excuses from from you know hopefully in the summer of 21 onwards there's not going to be the these excuses of of restricted travel and stuff so you know yeah and i think that the thing there, there are positive signs to a certain extent with some performances you know you have seen some good batting performances um from from some people on occasion, it hasn't been consistent enough. Um, and as I say, I, I I went in there. We we know India are a better team, and I'm not trying to take any of that away from India. They are, I think, they're probably the best test team in the world right now. Mm. Um, and so it was always going to be a struggle. Um, but we have seen elements where throughout professional sport, where a lesser team can overcome a better team. You know, with with mental strength, and and, and that that's the bit that, that's kind of lacking a little bit. But there are there are some shoots, there are some positive elements in there. Um, and we go in to the final test in India, still in chance with drawing the series, which isn't a bad position yep. to be, really. Yeah. Um, and if Jorut comes out and has another, you know, he, he gets himself in and scores another double century, then suddenly India are under pressure in front of their own fans and, and things and, and who knows what can happen. We might yet draw the series and it, it's not felt like a series that we've been in because the last mm. two tests have been so one-sided but, you know, we're still in with the shout of it. So there are there are potential bright spots there for England. So it's not all doom and gloom and there are, yeah, there's things they can, they can work on and I just hope that that's what they've done they've had an extended break because you know that last test finished so early i hope that that kind of they've really have been sort of working on that that team bonding that morale and that gritty determination of because uh, that's what they need mm. um to overcome a, a bigger team so yeah fingers crossed they will that they, they'll will show a bit more grit this next time hoping so yeah well that wasn't the cheeriest of topics was it really for us um, you know, I'm sure all our Indian listeners out there will love it, but uh, oh, yeah, you know, and to be fair, yeah, let, let's give credit where it's due. India have, for the most part, played very well. Spinner's yes. playing well. Roy Sharma's been in tremendous form with the bat, um, and you know, even on that on that first game, the, the seamers were even playing really well. So you know, the, the, there's been good performances by India, and I don't want 
that to go unrecognized as well because they have played really well and there's no no doubt in that Ravi Ashwin is, is proving why he's you know a top level spinner taking 20, 24 wickets I think he has taken so you know yes they've been turning pitches that suit him but you know what absolutely you know why why wouldn't they create that you know if, if we could create weather conditions in England to suit Jimmy Anderson we do it every time so you know I get it and um yeah, well played India so far, but it's still up to play, all to play for. Hmm. Right. Shall we talk about the hundred? Let's talk about the hundred. It gets us more more cheery and excited, doesn't it? Not everybody out there still approves of the hundred, but um, <laughs> you know, hey, you know, it's cricket. At the end of the day, we've had a year of lacking in sport, so let's uh, let's embrace everything that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Um, so the new, well, new squads. So the squads, obviously, some of which remain the same as last year, but obviously some <laughs> players' availability will change year to year. So the squads have changed somewhat. And we've been having a, a flick through earlier today on, on what the squads are looking like. So how, how are you feeling? You're, you're a London Spirit fan, for anyone who hasn't listened for a little while when we'll be talking about 100. How are you feeling with the, the London Spirit squad? I am... There's some names I don't know, but there are two in particular, three actually in terms of um, all-rounders and, and, and batsmen that I'm really pleased with. We've got Glenn Maxwell for London Spirit, we've got Owen Morgan, the man, the legend himself, um, and we've got Zach Crawley, um, some young talent as well that's that's shown, you know, some real good uh, potential um, from from uh, the, the batting side of things. We've also got some um, awesome uh kind of names and, and and other players as well involved mark wood i'm happy to see uh on board joe denley one of your personal favorites i understand <laughs> you, know. you had to didn't you um, you had to go right <laughs> i didn't hear him enough already you know he's um he's back to haunt me in 100 they're gonna they're gonna win and then they're gonna beat my team and i'm he's gonna probably get like a 50 or something in it and i'm gonna hate him even more than i already do sorry joe yeah but um, no, I'm really pleased with the team, and I, I look across all of um, the other teams as well, and I think they are fairly balanced. If you if if you look at it, um, I know, yeah, I, the the squads are actually looking pretty solid um, overall. I think I think there's some really good players scattered throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think the the key player for for you with, with that team is Owen Morgan. Owen Morgan's captaincy yeah. could win you games. Because yeah. he's such a good captain, and I think that's going to be so important in these mm. in this format. That I think he will win you games on your own. Um, you've also got Mason Crane, who's an interesting one as a young spin bowler. Mm. You know, yep. it's going to be an interesting one to watch. See how he does in that, and watch out for Jade Dernback. I know you probably won't know him, um, and he's an older player now. But he was a bit of a T20 specialist um, a few years back, so I'll be interested to see what kind of form he's in. I've not heard his name mentioned very much of late, but. Um, very much like a good death baller, um, good variations and things. So it'll be interesting to see how he does. How are you feeling about your to- uh, your team, Jonathan? <sighs> um, I'm not. I'm not over the moon. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. I'm not. There's some. There's some really good players, and let's not get ahead of ourselves. That you know, there is talent in this team. But I look at that team, and I look at it compared to the rest of the squads, and I think. I don't. I, I could see this team finishing last. I could see this as the weakest of all the teams. Um, so yeah, we've got. I mean, Aaron Finch is is a class class player. 
Um, you know, Chris Lynn is in there. He's also a really good player. Adil Rashid, you know, and you know, on his day, short format. He's an, he's an excellent spin bowler. And we're not too bad in terms of the bowlers. You know, David Willey and Ollie Stone, really <laughs> good. You know, Ollie Stone's going to bring that pace. David Willey's been there, done it all. Um, so there's some there's some good players. I'm just don't Don't think... forget the big man himself. You do have Stokes on there as well. Yeah, but I don't so... know how much he's going to actually play. That's the thing. Um, because it just depends on what the schedules look like. And I haven't looked into the schedule. So, I mean, Stokes, if, he, if he's there and playing for us regularly then that's obviously he's a match winner in and of himself but I just don't know how much of those top level players are going to play and it just depends how the schedules match up I guess and I've just not looked at that yet but um, yeah I mean as I said Stokes if he plays is, is going to change games but um, you know if I could trade squads with the London Spirit squad I would if I could Ooh. trade squads with the Welsh Fire I would because I really like that Welsh Fire team. Hmm. Um, you know, Johnny Bairstow, Jai Richardson, Kieran Pollard, Tom Banton, I think Ben Duckett, hmm. Liam Plunkett. There's some top quality players in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm not overly confident, but actually, I really like going into tournaments supporting the team that's the bit of the underdog, and I feel like we're the underdog at this point. So, no. I'm going to enjoy that that side of it as much as anything else. Just based on the teams, then who yeah. would you have your money on to 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 be winning the hundred? Um, just based on 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 what's in front of us in terms of just selection, based, based, entirely based on teams. I can I pick two? Can I pick what I think the final would be? Okay, yeah, sounds good. I I think I would pick the Welsh Fire. And the what are they called? The Oval Invincibles are they or something? What the there's something I can't remember what their team name is now, and I can't see it on the. I've got the squad thing. It's yeah, Oval Invincibles, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, I think those are the two strongest squads. Uh, the Oval Invincibles. You've got Sam Curran, Rory Burns, Sunil Nareen's a brilliant short form player. Jason Roy, Sam Billings, uh, Reese Topley's a good player. Tom Curran in there. I think the, I think those two squads are really solid. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd never write out write off a team that has Kane Williamson in it. So I think the uh, Birmingham Phoenix, you know, don't ever write them off. Um, yeah, I would have gone with. Um, well, yeah. What's your thoughts? What? Who do you see? Who, well, who, was, who, do you, who, do you, who are you picking as your final at this point? I think Spirit for me. Just was. I think Spirit is going to be up there, and I also. Um, I mean, <sighs> Southern Southern Braves are looking pretty good, but it's probably going to be. Either <sighs> mm, it would be London Spirit with either the the Rockets. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because I reckon you, you got some, you got some danger, like you got some dangerous characters in there. And I think, depending on the schedule, there might be I mean, some yeah. just really big bangs going on. And I think the Rockets, they've got some names in there that I, if they pop off, it's going to cause yeah, a bit of They're three foreign players: Rashid Khan, Darcy Shaw, and the other Golden Isle. Mm-hmm. If they fire, they're that's a 
serious, serious uh, firepower in there. That that's a really yeah, yeah. dangerous team. Um, and then you got Alex Hales and David Milan as well, who was yeah. so yeah, you know, big right, so really, really good short form player as well. So yeah, they 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 look good as well. Either the Rockets or the Brave. So yeah, I'll probably go London Spirit against Rockets. Okay, interesting, interesting. <laughs> Um, a bit of controversy, I reckon, but yeah. I, I reckon that's what that's what this is about. And I think with the with the scheduling, I think it will be a bit. It won't be as like solid as um, we've yeah. seen some tournaments. It, and it I depends. Yeah, it depends who's available for what games and stuff. And and if everyone's available for all games, then it it's going to change the the dynamics mm. of it a little bit. But um, yeah, it's 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 going to be a really good, interesting series anyway. So um, yeah, we'll see what happens with it. But um, Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Um, it's probably going to be two. two we, there's only like eight teams, and we mentioned four of them, so there's probably going to be two that <laughs> none of us have mentioned, isn't it? That would have been error. <laughs> probably. probably. Uh, dear. Right. Shall we give a couple of bits of news before we move on to um, the Empire Strikes Back? Yes. So, two bits of news, and one that you were mentioning uh, was, uh, weirdly, we're going to talk politics for the briefest of minutes, um, mm-hmm. is that there's there's some money coming towards cricket by the look of it. Um, money. Yeah. So, apparently, how much did you say it was? £200 million? Or so they're going to be increased? We're going to get a share of, of, anyway, £300 million, did you say? Yeah. Um, yeah, a share of £300 million to to sort of back sports and domestic sport in this country which is brilliant news I don't know what it would be used for but any money coming towards cricket has got to be a positive thing um, so I'm going to get the article up it's, it's basically about 300 mil as part of the recovery mm. kind of plan because um, obviously you know and same for everywhere around the world economy with people working from home and furlough and everything else and sport has been massively impacted by that um you know there is a kind of recovery package and cricket is going to see a fair bit of that um a fair bit of that being uh handed over and, and pumped into so yeah a significant chunk of the 300 million um summer sports recovery package um so it's not the full 300 million um, no, so tennis and horse racing are also going to be, you know, going to be uh, kind of benefiting from that. But, you know, in terms of cricket, it's going to be a big chunk of that. So that's really exciting stuff. That is exciting. That's, um, yeah, that's really good news. And I think I think any money coming towards cricket, and I think, the, the you know, if we, if we look at the... Um, the viewing figures of Channel Four, you know, they've had really positive response to the fact that they're showing um, the the England India series. Um, so hopefully that that kind of thing continues because that that's what is really going to grow the game. Mm. Um, you know, more and more, it's going to get more people interested in in cricket, um, and that that can only be good for it. So any anything that they can do to to increase participation and viewers and all the rest of it to cricket has is, is got to be positive hasn't it yeah just need more free to air stuff we do that we definitely really do and, and you know the the opening games of the 100 are going to be shown on bbc which is positive and bbc as we know in this country get gets higher viewing figures than any other channel so anything that, that's on the bbc you know should should do well viewing wise so that that should be positive as well 
absolutely. Um, hopefully, we'll get some entertaining games where where the Northern Superchargers win. Yeah, we'll, nice. see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll <laughs> see. Uh, any other bit of news that we have is that England have hired some new coaches. Um, ah, yes. Um, so England have hired three new coaches that are coming in to basically just to jo- to join the other coaches that they've already got, which is I think quite a bit positive news as well. Um, and one of them in particular, I really like this appointment. Um, so Marcus Drisgothic, um is coming in as the elite batting coach. Um, now I, I think he'd retired by the time that you were um, were, were sort of getting in and, and watching more cricket. So uh, he's he was an England opener, um, but he was just a really solid batsman. You had to like prize him out. Um, you know he's got a test average of, of forty three. Um, you know, highest score of like 219. So he was just, he scored 14 centuries for England, 29 half centuries. He just really, you know, is a really good, solid batsman. And um, he's, he's spoken a lot actually about um, depression. He really struggled with, with a lot of the traveling um, and he had, you know, anxiety um, and panic attacks and things when he was traveling and, and had, you know, battled with a lot of mental health problems and, and really brought that to light in elite sport in where that hadn't been done, certainly in cricket, but in a lot of sports. So um, I think there's an awful lot that England batsmen can learn from him mm. um, in, 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 both respects in terms of the mental game and, and the, the technical aspects of the game as well. So I think that's an absolutely tremendous hire. I mean, he's been working as a coach for Somerset um, for the last couple of years or so, I think. Um, but I think he, I think he, if you get him and he can pass on some of his traits to the sort of young batting lineup that England have, you know, your Zach Crawley's, your, your Dom Sibley's, your, um, your Ollie Pope's and things, if they can, can start to get a bit of both technique and, and mentality then I think England batting lineup could be extremely solid in a few years so I think that's a, a fantastic hire personally um, and they're going to work with uh, Collingwood and the other coaches that they've already got as well so this is just three extra pairs of hands effectively um, to get involved so yeah I think that's a really positive thing Excellent Any any um spin specialist in that coaching lineup or? there is yes Jitan Patel the New Zealand New Zealand spinner or ex-New Zealand spinner so um, yeah the hope is that he can do something but I don't know it's tricky I think the thing for me is that you've got to have the players that have got that potential to work with yes yes I'm not, I'm not that's sure a very good point do, and I think that's the that's the bit that kind of worries me yes that, you know you see the potential there with the bats with the English batsman you see yes. that the, there's glimpses, there's flashes of it with the ballers. Mm, yeah, I think you can definitely yeah. improve them. But I mean, you could have the the best, well, the best you know coach in the world teaching us how to play. It would help mm. us to a certain degree, but it's not going to make us. You know, we're not going to be getting in the England team anytime soon. Yeah. Um. So I think that's that's my concern. I think you know he's got a really solid record himself. You know. Um, Patel and he's you know he's taken plenty of wickets and things, but what what can he do with the talent that he's working with? I don't know. Mm. We'll see. But it'll be interesting. Like a real commandeering kind of, you know, you look at players like Swanee and um, mm. what's the Australian spinner, the chirpy one, uh, Lion, uh, Lion, Lion, yeah. and you see Shah, and you look at those you look at those players as spinners, and you think, yeah, like they've got it sussed, and they're thinking, and they'll 
they'll let you they'll let you smack it out of the park for six and then before you know it it's 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 where you don't like expect it to be and mm. they know it you know and you don't I don't see that with like the England players they're trying and they'll they'll throw a little bit of variation here and there but they don't seem like you know confident in control and and you know I, it would be nice to see a character like that just one just one England spinner that's mm. kind of swagger is what you want isn't it it's like yeah swagger and that. it's what Warren had you know Shane Warren when he came on yes. he won yeah. half the battle mentally because everyone was yeah. terrified of him and you know I was terrified when he came on a ball I was like, oh god, oh no, gonna it's going to be really tough, and who knows what's yeah. going to happen. And it was all—it was all mentality. That was what part of it was. And and England just don't have that at all. And you're right, Graham Swan had it. Nathan Lyon has it. It's it's that just swagger, a slight arrogance, that slight yes, you know, yes, it's confidence it's bordering that, on arrogance. That that uh, yeah, you know, it's that, it's that just self belief, that that yeah. knowing. Yeah, and I don't right. think we've got that in in in. So yeah, hopefully, you know, selection kind of favours us and we and we see some talent kind of popping up somewhere in the England team but yeah no good to know good to know that we've got some, yeah. some new hands helping out with the coaching right. right shall we go and do um... the umpire strikes back yes I'm excited who wants to go first you go first because I think you've got two I think I've only got one for you today so uh, okay, okay okay yeah so you go first uh, I'll do the one that I just kind of it's like a it's a little bit of a red sort of herring one i guess but um i want to do the second one because I, I relate to the second one more so i'll give i'll give you this one see what you think so for your first umpire strikes back a batsman walks out um to the crease and he's literally just got married he he, he you know kissed the bride they were like thank you very much you're all married he's, he's run all the way to his village pavilion to, I mean, to, that's, that's a wedding day and a half, isn't it? That, that's if amazing. If you've got a wife who's allowing you to do that on your wedding day, then you've done well for yourself. What, anyway, a perfect, what a perfect day. Couldn't be any better. Um, so the first delivery faces absolute kind of uh, chin music, right? Bounces off of him, clips his buttonhole flower, his little brooch that he's got. <laughs> Where brooch, is this going? I know. It's brooch dead. flies off the shirt, hits the bales, and uh, both of them are dislodged. Right, let let me get this straight. Um, So he's come out to bat. Yeah. It's balled at him. It's hit him in his chest. Yeah. And then gone on to hit the bales. No, no, the ball's not gone on to hit the bales. Oh, the flower has gone on to hit the bales. The flower in his... Right. (laughs) (laughs) This is mental. I really hope this has happened to someone somewhere. this has ever happened to you, then, yeah, I want to know about it. Um, What happens there is I think that's out. I think if you've got anything on you that comes off, you know, I th- it's the same as if, if if a ball was balled and it hit you in the helmet, your helmet came off and hit the stumps. I think that's out. Um, okay. And I think it's out hit wicket, probably. Because um, I think if it, there's anything on you that comes off you, hits the wicket, I think I think that's out. I'd, I'd be giving that. I'd be sending him on his way. Get, get him back to his uh, wedding reception and, uh, and, and, you know... Time to enjoy, but yeah, that's that's an out for me. That's an out from yes. Well, you are a hundred percent correct, Amanda. Oh, I thought yes. you could have said I was wrong with that one. I, I wasn't know. confident. I was like, no, that's what I think, but I wasn't confident I was right on that one. Well, I, it's it's interesting. It, it, whatever a player is wearing, um, when when they started is is going to be 
considered their clothing or equipment. So irrespective that obviously the flower isn't what you would suspect to be part of your gear or equipment as a as a batsman, um, the fact that he came out with it is is just that, well, that's part of it. So the fact that it hit hit the flower, bounce off and hit the bells doesn't really matter. It is um is he's out, yeah. It yeah. doesn't matter. It's it's part of part of his stuff, so I'll yeah, that. that's good. I'll have that. One down. Nice. Right. One down. Do you want yours? Yeah, yeah. Right. Spin bowler is okay. walking up to spin, and he's um, he goes to take a catch, and um, he it hits his hand, but he drops it. Um, but he's cut his finger, and uh, he gets a plaster put on his finger, and then yeah. he goes to start bowling again. Yeah. And the opposition captain complains and says that the plaster is uh, now a bowling aid and that's going to allow him to get more grip on the ball, so he shouldn't be allowed to, to, to bowl anymore. What do you do? Mm. Wow. Okay. It's a tricky one, that one. I have to say, it's a tricky one. I don't know if the contextual information really matters. So he's hurt his hand. Yeah. He's, he's, he's taken a catch and the ball's cut him. Yeah. And it's his turn to ball. He's obviously put a plaster on it. Um, and opposing captain's not happy because... Yeah, it might give him an advantage. Might give you a bit more grip than you, you know, finger would. Uh, well, I imagine that it would have to... I think if I was umpire, I'd have a look at the plaster and see if it's one of those kind of, if it's just one of those like waterproof ones. I don't think that would give you a lot of. Grip. <laughs> I love that you're going in full in depth. Well, what kind it, of plaster? Is yeah, it? there's different kind of plasters. You get the plasters that are like textured on the other side, like the rough ones, like the the skin coloured, the traditional skin coloured ones that you get, and they're quite rough. And I can imagine you can get a bit more purchase on the ball. But you know the kid ones. Are like, you serious? Or the blue waterproof ones. Depending on no. what kind of plaster it is, you do different things for this. I, I would, yeah, I would. Honestly, <laughs> if it was me, I'd be like, what kind of plaster is it? Like, get him, get him one of the kid ones from the first aid box that, that are, like, the waterproof, slippy ones. Has it got a Hello Kitty... Um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. Get him one of these Power Rangers ones. Get on with it. Um, I would say... Oh, my word. I'd say it'd be up for inspection, and then, you know, I think... I think I think stuff the opposing captain. I think he's cut, he's cut himself. Um, you can't play with an exposed kind of cut and handling the ball, just like anyone would be wouldn't be expected to. So I think the umpire should let him play on as long as the um, as long as the the plaster isn't kind of doing that. So I'd say play on. I mean, you've stumbled around and and fallen. I'd say play on. Upon. I'd say play on. You've fallen upon the exact right answer somehow, but I honestly have no idea. Please don't ever become an umpire because <laughs> if this is how you make those decisions, I, like God knows how that. What type of plaster is it? What does it have on yeah. there? Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Basically, you you have stumbled on the right answer eventually. Is okay. That, um, yeah. It's it's you know the the captain's not not a doctor. You're not a doctor. You can't yeah. say if, if if you know if it needs a. Um, a plaster for a cut. You need a plaster for a cut, and you just turn the get yeah. on with it. Um, yeah. You know that's 
if he just had put plasters on for no reason, then yeah, you might start to question it a bit more. But um, no, that's he's got a cut. He needs a plaster. Get on with it. It's fine. But yeah, you don't start questioning what kind of plaster he's using. Well, I think. Well, look. If, I, well, if, maybe you do. I'm maybe you, you know each umpire to their to their own. If you want to, question if it's one it, of those. St- Look, cricketers out there, you know the plasters I mean, which are all textured, oh, skin-coloured ones, I just, right? I just think it's mental. It's it's not. You'd have to be like, you'd have to go back and be like, right, doctor, strap them up with one of the Hello Kitty plasters, <laughs> the, the slippy ones, the waterproof ones, because they're having a go. Well, there you go. That's, yeah, there we are. Right, I've got a bonus one for you. I like okay. this one. Go on, I like this one. give me a bonus one. So an ambidextrous slow bowler. Yeah. So he can use both hands to bowl. Yeah. He is mixing it up during an over. Yeah. Switching from bowling left-handed to right. Yeah. And this is whilst running up. Batsman doesn't object. But what do you do? Do you intervene? Um, well, I've got a good instinct, and that's what I tend to do on these questions because I never actually know the answer. So... My gut instinct is to say, yeah, you have to announce what you're going to be bowling. In the same way you have to tell them whether you're bowling over or around the wicket, I think you have to tell them whether you're bowling right or left arm as well mm-hmm. um, before you start your run-up. So you can change it absolutely throughout the over. So one ball could be one and one ball could be another. But I think you have to announce it first. Um, so yeah, I would intervene and say that he needs to say if he's switching uh, action absolutely on the ball yeah 100 percent. so you can't just change um without informing the umpire who can then ensure that the striker is aware yeah um, yeah that's yeah. you need to make your intentions clear about what delivery or what hand you're going to be doing it um uh so yeah you can't allow play to continue under you know that kind of uh, under 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 that. So even if the batsman is relaxed, you have to call it a no ball, and then yeah. he'd have to let you know. So yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Good times. Good. Nailed it. We were on form today. On form. On, on form. form. Good times. Well, we should quit while we're ahead. I think. Yeah, that's it. I think. We're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you for everybody for listening. Um, if you could go on wherever you uh, are listening, leave us a nice little five star review. That would be lovely. Um, also, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so on uh, Twitter or Instagram at Wrong End Podcast, or you can email us wrongendofthestick at hotmail dot com. And other than that, we will be back next week or the week after. Next week, with either... probably we'll be back after the final England India test, anyway. Yes, so. either in shock and or or kind of sad, but you know, ultimately yeah. surprised. Yes, yes, just accept it. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, dear. So, thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. See you soon. Cheers. Bye.